Welcome to Simple Theology, a podcast connecting theology to everyday life by examining various doctrines of the Christian faith. I'm Robert Kane. And I'm Rick Grumlick. And today we are hopping into the topic of the unity of the church. Last week we did the purity. We planned on doing both, but it just got too long. And so this week we are now hopping into the second half of that, the unity of the church. Yeah, so hopefully you're entertained. Robert, I'm trying here, okay? <laughs> if I don't, I'm just going to throw you set. 36 or 40. This is so bad. I can't, re- right, I can't, re- I can't remember enjoy. how long I'm supposed enjoy to be. <laughs> say record this is this is why we don't record separate are you, anymore are you recording yeah but like oh, after okay, you started good. after you started it's okay i got it i got it i record my Ooh. voice so i was gonna say guys, i'm the one who has to time that up later so we're glad you guys made it to the episode um we're glad that we made it to this episode it yeah. was no small feat for was sure it? we're literally 23 minutes 23 and a half minutes now um into our discussion According to Zoom, at least. According to Zoom, yeah. All things. Which do, were you able to find that timer? No, man. I, I'm I'm tripping Still? out. I've seen that before, and I want to find it. How do you not it? see it? I wonder if it's because I'm typically the host. Robert, don't but act, I feel like even when I'm hosting, I'm, I can see it. Don't act like that. Why? How have you not seen it? Mm-hmm. Rick, it's right there. Like if you look at my screen. Robert, listen, buddy. I'm not blind. Unlike you, I don't even wear glasses. Okay. I'm telling That's you, true. it so ain't you're here. To clean them off. Come on, Chauncey. Be clean. Okay. Okay. Mute, mute, pause. Got nothing. This makes really good radio. Well, guys, well, welcome to the show. Rob, tell us yeah. how your week is going. Actually, uh, so far, so good. Update the yeah. listeners on since last um Last week time we they recorded? Heard. Yeah, last time they heard from you. I don't know when it was that we recorded last. It was probably early last, last week. week. Mm-hmm. Well, that's when the last episode was released. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, no, things are going good. Um, work's going well. Good, we good, good, have good. A, have a great team. Take stress off of me, which is awesome. Way to uh, go, team. Yeah, church is going well and just rolled out community groups, so that's really exciting. There you go. Praise God. I'm taking next steps, which is which is exciting stuff. Um, just a, another big plug for Rob's church. If you live in the Midwest and you're looking for a good church, <laughs> ch- check out Citizens Church. you literally within, <laughs> live within a 12-hour radius <laughs> Are you committed to church highly, planting? I highly recommend you to, to be a part of the body. <laughs> we Golly. all make sacrifices, people. That's anyway, right. Anyway. Well, good. Right. How's, how's your week, homie? Um, good. It, last week was a long week, but all fine and dandy. Uh, this week has been good so far. It's been good. cold and snowy here been, in the great Buckeye State. I've been today, loving that. As we were recording, it's um, the day before we released this. So today is Groundhog Day, which, Rob, I want to get your thoughts on this. Do you think Groundhog Day will be a holiday? I mean, it's like a quasi-holiday now, but do you think it it, it will even be a thing in like 30 years? Because I, I, don't, I don't know if it probably. will be. I mean, there'll probably be, still be people in Pennsylvania pulling a groundhog out of a hole or whatever. 
It's actually like a cage, but I don't see it being like, I don't know. I don't uh, see it'll, it being what it is I, now. I feel, I feel like the only way that it doesn't happen is if we get like so woke that we find it to be an absolute abomination that we would look to use a groundhog a, use a groundhog as a form of entertainment this could be true um i would just say i think i think it's it's boring for most people i don't even look at it he's wrong like every year yeah so it's like eh. well yeah anyway point is did, did he see a shadow whatever he he whatever he, he saw he said six more weeks of winter which okay he's obviously correct this year um but I guess if I lived in that town, Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania, is that what it is? Something like I w- that. I would be excited about it. But if I didn't live in that town, no thanks. Although I do like the movie Groundhog Day. I do too. Uh, with Bill Murray. Bill Murray. Yeah. Good movie. Right. I've seen it probably half a dozen times. If you've seen it once, you've literally seen it like seven times. Right. <laughs> no, it was one of the movies that was in the collection at LA Fitness when I was... Um, we were living in Louisville, and I was working the front you, desk there during you wor- seminary. Worked out a lot. Oh, yeah. No, I had to put in a movie because there's like a theater room where people can hop on an elliptical or a treadmill and and run while watching a movie, and we you control it from the front desk, and so I had to put in the movie, and it just runs, and I I see it running, and then I just have to restart it, and so mm. I would sit there like during a six hour eight hour shift and watch like the same. I'd get through the same movie like three, four times. <laughs> so, I've watched several, several movies. That Multiple way. times. There you go. Yeah, but cool. that's actually where I became like a really big Christopher Nolan fan because I was like, oh. I cannot watch one of like these kind of lowbrow films. And there's plenty of lowbrow films I like. I'm not trying to sound snobby. But the You're Christopher Nolan ones. not doing a good ones, job of it. I know. I know. The Christopher Nolan ones, I was like, dude, I could, I could watch this three times today and still pick up things in the scenes that I missed the last time mm-hmm. and yeah. just enjoyed it a lot more. There you go. So, Rob, um, I'm going to do a hard shift here, okay? Hard well, shift. Not a good transition, not a good, like, smooth thing. Mm. Uh, last week, we did talk about the uh, purity of the church. Yep. And this week, we're going to talk about the unity of the church, right? Terrible transition. You could have said but, something about how, like, you know what? Those Christopher Nolan films, those are pure. Those mm. are really good. And we all love them. All love those Christopher Nolan films because of, of the purity that's within them. And we're that unified. Would have been very in untrue. That <laughs> very untrue. <laughs> if statement. only it were true, the world would be a better place. You think so? No. It's okay. Just a joke. Uh, it wasn't funny. <laughs> Do you really believe that, Rob? <laughs> you, Is that a really core conviction? The this kid's an idiot. What the heck? <laughs> Preach the gospel and tell people about Christopher Nolan. Okay, so you know what, Jesus? Uh, what about Christopher Nolan? Can, can I interest you in any uh, Christopher Nolan thoughts? In the prestige? Any, mm. any thoughts on Interstellar? <laughs> Tenet? <laughs> yeah. There is a lot of people who are ununified, disunified. What's another way of saying? Anti-unified? Uh, no, that's not the right uh, word. Divided. Um, yeah, that's that's too easy. That's low, pick, low hanging fruit. <laughs> That's lowbrow. Come on, Rob. You're better than that. We both know it. <laughs> anyway, so we're talking today about the unity of the church. And the interesting thing about that is 
that the church. Um, <laughs> Rob looks like he's gonna crack another joke. <laughs> no, keep going. So what you got for us? Come on, let a good joke noticed, on us. I noticed that as soon as I put in, so I, I typed in our little Zoom chat here, twenty three, to remind myself that's when we actually started the audio. <laughs> And I just put it through because I realized I hadn't hit enter yet. Mm. And as soon as I sent it through, I realized you you saw it on the screen, and I could tell for a moment you were a little confused. I'm like, is this a Christopher Nolan it. thing? <laughs> is this the next mo- Christopher Nolan movie, 23? Yeah. So I chuckled. Um, um, but yeah, keep 11 going. 11 o'clock. Anyway, right. I lost my train of thought. Golly, Ned. Oh, okay. The unity of the church. No, I think anyone could who has been alive and somewhat able to take in cultural events within the last 18 months um, yeah. could say that the church is suffering in the, in the area of unity. Um, mm-hmm. But then if we really truly honestly look over the last 2000 years, this has been a struggle for the church to be unified. Um, we see this with the early church with a lot of false teachers. We see this in the book of Acts with, you know, are the are the do the Gentiles have to be circumcised or not? And the mm, ch- yeah. church dealing with that. We see this throughout um, the first several hundred years of the church. We obviously see it with the great schism in 1053, somewhere in there, where um, the church in Rome and the church in Constantinople then separate. We have Roman Catholicism and we have Eastern Orthodoxy. And then the split that happened after that out of Rome, uh, the Protestant Reformation in 1517. So or that's when Martin Luther nailed his 95 Theses. So anyway, yep. Yep. A lot, we see division. We see splitting. Um, and now people look at the church and they'll say, oh, man, why are there so many different denominations? Can't the church just be unified? Can't we all just believe in Jesus? Can't we all just get along? And we would say, oh, man, we would love to do all those things. And we would say... Give me a definition of Jesus and give me a definition of the gospel. And people give such broad and wide and unbiblical definitions of Jesus and the gospel that it's hard to be unified. Um, It's impossible for the church to be unified because not all of those things we would say, humbly, humbly say, uh, not all those things are the church. Yeah, and and that's that's like a really important point that you make because it's essentially saying— Yes, the church is unified around the gospel and what the gospel is. And anything that is not that, but claims to be the church, we need to dis- distinguish ourselves from that. To say, we are we are not that. We are yeah. this. And so from there, you have those schisms and mm-hmm. you have um, statements of faith. You have... Um, <clears throat> the like the Apostles Creed, the Nicene Creed, the um, Ch- Chalcedon Creed. I mean, all of these <coughs> different um, statements of this is what we believe because we're trying to unify ourselves around right belief. God says to worship Him in spirit and truth, mm-hmm. and so if we are trying to worship Him in spirit, but it is around a lie then we're not worshiping the true and living God. We have to we have to ensure that we are having a right understanding of who God is so that we can worship him in a proper way, the way that mm-hmm. he has called us to. So here's a definition um, of church unity. It is the spiritual union of the redeemed through the indwelling of the spirit, which manifests 
in the visible gathering of the faithful. And so there's a difference um, between the way that Roman Catholic conception of mm-hmm. uh, unity and the Protestant conception. Rick shared a um, brief survey of some of those differences and when those things happened. But the Roman Catholic conception, according to Louis Burkhoff, if you haven't checked out his systematic theology, um, highly recommend. But he says, the Roman Catholics ordinarily recognize only the hierarchically organized ecclesia of the church. So there's very much so a unity within the structure of the church. Whereas the Protestant conception asserts that the unity of the church is not primarily of an external form, but of an internal and spiritual character. Mm -hmm. And I don't think either side would say, like, I don't think Roman Catholics would say we only care about external unity. Um, And I don't think Protestants would say we only care about internal unity Mm -hmm. um, in terms of spirituality, but there is a sense in which, which one are you putting the higher priority on? And from what we see, Roman Catholics tend to say this, like abide by what Rome says. Mm -hmm. And um, outwardly, if you're submitting to the Pope and you're submitting to um, the Vatican, then we are unified. We may have disagreements, but we're unified. Whereas Protestants would say, so long as we agree on what the gospel is and we are living in light of the explicit gospel, mm-hmm. then we're unified. We may have a different understanding of baptism, Presbyterian, Baptist, Methodist, Lutheran, uh, Anglican. You may have different ideas about some certain things, way churches should be set mm-hmm. up, that kind of thing. And then therefore, then you say, okay, we believe this about baptism. We believe this about church. Put those things together. It makes Baptist. It makes yeah. Anglican. It makes Lutheran, whatever. Um, but those are more so second tier issues where that mm-hmm. first tier is saying, this is what we're unified on. And this is what determines whether or not you're in the household of faith. Hey guys, just wanted to break away from the riveting action to remind you that this episode is sponsored by the CSB Holy Land Illustrated Bible. The CSB Holy Land Illustrated Bible is a visually immersive reading experience featuring over 1,100 images, maps, and illustrations to provide a greater insight and understanding of the people, the places, and the things of Scripture. Uh, Book-specific introductions provide the setting and circumstances of writing for each book, and every image includes a descriptive caption to help the reader better understand what is pictured. Also included are over 275 full-length commentary articles, over 40 digging deeper call-outs, which are placed strategically throughout the Bible for further exploration. So if you are interested in picking one of these up, we have a copy. It is awesome. Highly recommend. Go over to csbholylandillustratedbible.com. Yeah. Well, and a great passage, 1 Corinthians 1, 10, just says, Now I urge you, brothers and sisters, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you agree in what you say, that there be no divisions among you, and that you be united with the same understanding and the same conviction. And again, Paul's writing to the church in Corinth saying, listen, be unified on these things. Don't let there be divisions among you. Um, Now, Paul had been to the churches and he knew that there are issues and confusion in in different churches. I don't think Paul was writing and saying, listen, 
everyone just conform and agree upon the same thing. It doesn't matter what it is. Just be there together, agree upon it, and you're good to go. No, he's saying agree upon what's right, what is uh, true, right, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. So the first thing is you have to agree on who Christ is, who Jesus is. And that's where we begin to see a, a split within Christendom, uh, if you will, be, between who is Christ and, and how does that play out. Um, again, people would throw this verse out and say, hey, look, the church has to be unified. We need to be unified. And I would say I 100% agree, and Lord be, Lord be praised because he will unify his church because he is yeah. purifying his church and he will save his church and redeem his church. Um, and that's his, that's his work. He's doing that. Um, now we, with our um, temporal human eyes, cannot see what all the Lord's doing in the, the church that he is uniting. But but let us be clear, he will unite the church. So, yeah. but, but we can't say let's overlook core fundamental doctrine as well. Yeah. Because yeah, if no, we do that... that, that then we're out. Yeah, that, that's that's really helpful too because denominations do not mean division. I mean, so many people say like, yeah, Jesus said to be one. So we see all this division amongst the churches with all these different denominations. These different denominations, they're not at war with one another. Mm. Like, Are they though, just, Robert? I mean, let's be honest. I mean, <laughs> I mean so long as <laughs> they affirm those core doctrines that you're referring right. to, then they're not at spiritual war <laughs> with one another. <laughs> no, um, I mean literal, literal war. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but, but, Rob, like, if you had to pick a denomination um, to go to war with, like literal war, who are you picking on that on that front? Um, <laughs> probably just <laughs> the one I'm in, SBC, because it's the That's largest, just the biggest, and they have the most money. Yeah. Okay, we've okay. got we got the most weight to throw around. <laughs> Literally and physically. <laughs> uh, figuratively and quite literally. Uh-huh. Um, per, a, per a capita. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but uh, the uh, so long as the core things, as long as, long as um, you're believing in the, the true gospel, then, then denominations are a way of saying, hey, we agree on the gospel here, but when it comes to the way we decide to um, approach this particular thing, we we side here. And yeah. that's not to say that I think that Presbyterians aren't within the household of faith or Methodists mm-hmm. or Nazarenes. Right. But if they begin to deny the gospel, that first year thing, right. then whether they're Methodists, whether they even claim to be Southern Baptist within our own denomination, whether they, if they even proclaim to be Reformed Baptist and yet they deny the faith, deny the gospel, mm-hmm. yeah. then... They can say you can have whatever title you want. Like we are no longer unified, right. and so the reason that we even even strive for unity, you, Rick, you mentioned the um that passage there. What was it earlier? Colossians or was it First, first Corinthians? Cor- first Corinthians one ten. Okay, so yes, we pursue unity first and foremost because God commands us to, but then also we pursue it because of who God is, God being Father, Son, Holy Spirit. He is um, three in one. He's lived in eternal unity um, within the Godhead. And so therefore, if we are made in the image of God and then we're adopted into the body, the body of Christ, then we are to embody 
unity and what it means to be different members but a part of the same one and so it's only <laughs> it's only natural and it's only characteristic of a follower of Christ who Christ living in perfect unity for all of eternity with the Father and the Holy Spirit it's only natural for a follower of Christ to pursue unity with mm-hmm. other believers yeah it's um it's important to remember like if Christ has brought us, as you said, brought us into unity with the Father, uh, with the, the Godhead, with God. We're now unified with him. That is a, a, a present reality, despite the fact that we, we can't feel that, we can't touch that. It's a present reality for us. Yeah. And so in that sense, we are immediately then unified with the um, the universal church, right? All believers throughout all time, like we are now connected with them. But there is an element where we have to learn to like walk out. What's it like? What's it mean to be unity, to, to unified, to strive for uh, unity as believers? And I think, yeah. you know, if he, the first chunk, little couple verses in Ephesians chapter four help us with this, mm, you know, yeah. verse two says or verse one therefore i i the prisoner in the lord urge you to walk worthy of the calling you have received verse two with all humility gentleness patience bearing with one another in love making every effort to keep the unity of the spirit to the bond of peace all right so humility gentleness patience bearing with one another you know in love not just like putting up with one another there is a big difference um if you're if you're married you you'll know like there's a big difference between just like putting up with your spouse compared to bearing with with them in love um Mm. doesn't mean things are great but you're striving you have a heart to see them flourish you have a heart not to to be right and to be vindicated but to see them flourish there's things that they maybe they do that frustrate you things that maybe you would do differently but you are to bear with them uh in love and so we, we we make those make every effort to keep the unity through a bond of peace. So this is yeah. where it gets difficult because we we do church with broken, sinful people, and so yep. we have to remind ourselves what's it look like uh, to to walk this out to live this out. Yeah. It's so there, there's um, in the book Sojourners and Strangers by Mr. Greg Allison, holding it up here for He's the video. Doctor Greg Allison. Dr. Greg Allison. Yeah, that's very true. Um, He lists off a few things with regard to how we um, achieve this, some requisite attitudes toward um, unity. And he lists off humility, gentleness, patience, and bearing with one another in love. Kind of the things that you mentioned there, Rick, Mm -hmm. in Ephesians Ephesians 4. Um, But man, so within the church, there's... There's a wild amount of diversity, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. if 2020 showed us anything, like it's goes even deeper than what we had initially realized, is that there's just all kinds of differing views, there's all kinds of diversity within the body, and if you approach that diversity um, with arrogance um, or with uh, like a, a bullying type attitude of if you disagree with me, then I'm going to do everything I can to show you why mm-hmm. you're ignorant yeah. Um, then, man, you can't expect to have unity out of that. If, if we're going to be people who are those who represent mm-hmm. the Savior who was who was gentle and lowly, as Dane Ortland, <laughs> his new book, so wonderfully says, like, 
then we too should be people who are embodied by gentleness mm. and lowliness while also being rooted and grounded in the faith as described by scripture, what the gospel truly is. We have to be rooted in that. And then those who are within that, that we may disagree with on various things, let's show a humility and a mm -hmm. gentleness towards yeah. them. I think it's, um, if we are not as people, as Christians, striving for unity in our own lives and in our own relationships, um, then there's a good chance we are not striving for unity um, in the church. And yeah. Yeah. I, I think sometimes we have, we're kind of, in the West, we're very individualistic, especially especially in America, and we can say, oh, well, I'm, I'm a unified person. I'm not a divisive person. Yeah, and we just kind of point the finger at the rest of the church. Hey, they need to figure that thing out. They need to strive for unity. I, I'm doing pretty good. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I've only ticked off a couple people this past Sunday, so I'm, I'm doing pretty good, uh, you know? Yep. Yep, yep. We, we, we project that onto others. And the thing about unity is it requires in a sense, not for you to die to your to the core convictions. We talked about that, right? Tier one issues. Not that you have to die to those, but you do have to die to to your own will, to your own, I, I have to be right, or people need to see me as right or as the one in authority or the one who, who was, you know, did the right thing. Um, we, did, we did kind of, we have to not kind of very much so let go of those things because that's what Christ did, right? So he came and he laid down his life for the rest of us, right? This is how we know love, John, first John 3, 16, that he laid down his life for us. And so we then are called to lay down our lives for others. And if we're not willing to sacrifice, to be humble and to serve, then we're definitely not willing to strive for unity in the church or in yeah. our own, own lives. Yeah, that's good. There's a there's a portion in this book where um, Allison writes this. He says, making the distinction between essential and non-essential matters and then emphasizing the former while minimizing, even being willing to compromise on the latter will help the church maintain its unity. Mm -hmm. As Richard Baxter noted, we must learn to difference well between certainties and uncertainties, necessaries and unnecessaries. Um, Catholic, which are universally held, we're talking about lower C Catholic. Um, so Catholic verities and private opinions, and to lay the stress of the church's peace upon the former and not upon the latter. Just a, a good word from Allison in that, hey, look, these things are important. Like, not please don't hear us saying we shouldn't care about second and third tier issues. Mm -hmm. like that, that's not at all what's being said. What, what we do want to do is be so grounded and so firm on the gospel mm -hmm. that that is what we're willing to cause disunity over. If you're, if you're sacrificing the gospel, then we're going to really, we're going to have a, a heart to heart here. And I heard somebody say that, um, if everything is a first tier issue, then you're a fundamentalist. And if everything is a third tier issue, then you're a progressive liberal. Hmm. And so you have to be able to distinguish. Um, we've mentioned theological triage like a dozen times now, but you have to be able to distinguish 
what those things are that are worth dividing over mm -hmm. and those things that are are not and they're different degrees so right. there's that first tier which we've talked about where it's like hey this is a division in which we are saying you're not even a part of the household of faith yeah and then there's the second tier where it's saying hey like you're a part of the household of faith but because of the deep held convictions that we have we just can't worship in the same church with knowing that there's a church that holds to that conviction right down the road you should worship there not saying you're not a christian just saying that mm -hmm. different convictions in certain areas and then there's third tier you could you could totally worship within the same church mm -hmm. um and just have different convictions so yeah uh, so with that rob um and there's an episode way back on the theological triage we've done yeah so you're welcome to go check that out so rob in closing i've um a qu two questions really for you all right Cool. Now, listeners, uh, you need to know, Rob does not have any idea of the questions I'm about to ask, so he'll be put, put on the spot. Rob, what is one area you would say broad brush evangelicals, broad brush there, and maybe I wouldn't say just SBC, but evangelicals, what's one area that they have, um, they have been ununified on that they should be unified on? So what's like a like man? There's so much disunity over this issue, and this is like in, in humble Rob Kane's opinion, this is a pretty clear thing. They should be humble, or they should be unified in this, and they should be humble. And I'm going to ask the reverse of that question as well. But that's that's the first question, Rob. Oh, but they're man. right right on the spot. Um, good grief. Okay, so let me, let me make sure I'm understanding the question. You right. make sure Some, something that evangelicals currently are divided over that they should be united, united over. over. You can put it that way. I mean, that's more clear, but it's whatever. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> um, All right. Hold on. You want, you want me to do, do the other question first? Yeah. What's so, one yeah. issue that they are united on? They're like, oh, super. Like, this is so, like clearly everyone's like pretty much in the same camp on this but it's like eh, maybe there's some room maybe there's some room here for some diversity <laughs> so in my head in my head i was interpreting that question differently so i had an answer ready oh no. sorry well you can give no. the answer to the question you thought i asked but that's actually not how communication um yeah, i don't know where exactly. you got your liberal education but let me tell you <laughs> No, Rob, why don't you just say, why don't you just answer the question you want to answer? Yeah. Make it about you. It's cool. You're a millennial. Uh -huh. This makes sense. Exactly. <laughs> You're not in your 30s yet. Um, man, do you have an answer for this? No, I do not. <laughs> I, I literally just thought about it. Um, oh, so man. that's why okay, I, so I, I, I don't have you. a, I don't have, have a clear answer. Um, give it would a, make for give us really a foggy one. Yeah. It'd make for really good radio as I sit here and stew thinking about it. But um, something that I can't I can't say all evangelicals are united on this, um, but a hot topic, mm. so to speak. Did you and shop I, at Hot Topic? I was gonna say I don't mean the store. Did you shop there? <laughs> no. Um, Ever? Uh, I mean, I think I've I think I've like purchased stuff there before, like okay. I think I've gotten like a t-shirt for somebody there, but I, I don't think it... A friend. It's not a not a place I frequented. A buddy? <laughs> yeah, a friend. Um, oh, this don't know their name. This isn't for me? This <laughs> exactly. is for a friend? 
they requested it, so I'm just here to buy it for them. Exactly. Um, Is this a medium? My friend's a medium. I'm a medium, too. I just want to make sure. My friend's about my size. Um, so the something that I think that the church could increase in unity on is the idea of Romans 14 and 1 Corinthians 8, where, and this is almost like a... Um, uh, this is a good one. I think I know where you're going. Well, I, I'm trying to think of a way to say it without sounding... I don't know. Anyways, but, but the idea of, of, of alcohol, that's like a huge... <laughs> Why is that funny? Uh, it's just like, that's not exactly where I thought you were going. But you're just like, yeah, I think alcohol. I think we could, we could all but, get a little but, more unified on that, can, can't we? Well, no. So, th- like, there are there are churches, and, and I, sh- I should say individuals, who are very much so mm-hmm. of the mindset that alcohol, any consumption of any amount of alcohol is sinful. And there are others who would say, Nope, it's a it's a good gift given from God. Jesus drank wine, therefore, like it's okay. Mm-hmm. Use it in the right yeah. in the right proportions. Um, but but man, like I I run into people from both sides of that camp, mm-hmm. and it's it's so clear to me and to many other people that there are faithful brothers and sisters who, for their own protection, have said, "I will never let alcohol touch my lips," mm. and praise praise God for that. Yeah, like praise Absolutely. God for that. I'm not. I don't think they're in sin for not partaking. But on the same side, there are those who who do who say like, "Look, this is a good gift from the Lord, and I, I'm not. I am not going to abuse it. I'm going to use it the way that He intended, and I'm going to praise yeah. God for it." Yeah. No, that's and good, so, so so that thing. I mean, the church could be divided over stuff like that. Um, another thing that comes to mind is like end time stuff. Um, just where yeah. like whole denominations kind of base whether or not you can be in based off your view of the end times. Um, so I don't know. There's some things. There, there's stuff with baptism as well. But like, I think baptism is a pretty important thing to that. There would be some healthy division on. Not to say they wouldn't be in the household of faith, gotcha. but to say like, yeah, you know what? This is a big deal. If you have that conviction that you should be dipping babies, then go for it. Down All the right. road. Well, you heard it here first from Rob Kane. Dip babies. <laughs> Rob, anything else you want? You say? So, what would your answer be to those things? Because I, I feel like my I answer fell really short. No, I mean, I think I think you're right. I wasn't going to go the alcohol thing at all, but I would. Where, so, where were you going to go? Tell me. Well, where I thought you were going to go, that's where I would I would have gone <laughs> down the road. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um, no, I would say that I think the church they should be much. Um, this is kind of two sides of the same coin, so maybe I'm cheating with this, but. They should be, <laughs> as I'm getting ready to say it, I, I feel the irony of it. Um, they should not be dogmatic about things Scripture's not dogmatic about. That's right. So that's exactly what I was getting out. The First Corinthians eight, right. Romans fourteen. I just right. used the example of. Yeah. So keep going. so don't be dogmatic where Scripture's not dogmatic because you can't be that dogmatic about it. Now again, there's some gray area there. People, you know, but for the most part, uh, you can't just say, well, it's wrong because it it because culturally we think it's wrong it can lead to bad things so it's wrong you, you you have to ground those things in scriptures so so with that um is both sides to the to the question like be more diverse where scripture is free and there's liberty as long as again there's you're, you're theologically sound and you are following jesus and then be more airtight where scripture's airtight 
Um, so I think with that, you should be always acting out of love and grace and patience with all people. Um, you know, not just believers, but with all people. And we can do that. We can, we can with great love, genuine love. I don't mean like patronizing, but genuinely loving people and say, you know, I do not think, um, homosexuality is a biblical God-honoring lifestyle. I don't think transgenderism is good for anyone. Um, and we can say that with genuine love and care and then follow it yeah. up with actual like relationships that prove our love and yeah. that we care for those people. So anyway, that's what I would say. No, yeah, that was much better said than what I sputtered out there. So, well, yeah, I, mean, I put you on the spot, see? See what I did yeah. there? You know, and I just got the sweats. And mm. I, I panicked and I just went straight to the hot topic. The <laughs> we store. No, we noticed. <laughs> <laughs> Bought a few items. Uh-huh. Clothing. Exactly. And uh, now that's it. <laughs> Everything is <laughs> divided. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, more like the main takeaway um, as we wrap this thing is essentially that the unity of the church is rooted in the fact that God is himself three in one father son holy spirit there's Mm -hmm. unity and diversity there and it the unity has to be unified around Mm -hmm. the right understanding of the gospel as found in the scriptures amen It, it needs to be rooted in the scriptures we cannot be a people who embody god by pursuing unity if we don't know what God is like. And the only way that we find out what God is like is through God's own word to us in the scriptures. So we have to be unified around what God says in his word and what the gospel is as found in his word. Amen. That preach. Anything else you want to throw in there, Rick, in closing? It's only through the, the power of the Holy Spirit that we can be unified with God and then um, continue in unity in the church. So let us be humble, unif- unify, u- unity seekers. Mm, that, that's good. Humble, unified, unity seekers. Unified, unity, unites. All right, <laughs> let <Jeez>. us go. <laughs> humble, unified, unity seekers. <laughs> I'm getting a tattoo. Shoes. <laughs> <laughs> All, right. All right, y'all. Well, hey, if you, uh, you, you got this closing? Hey, guys. Listen, thanks for listening. Um, you guys know what to do. You can Google Simple Theology. You can find everything you need to know. All right. Also, um, please give us some ratings on iTunes. And um, we always appreciate those who leave comments. And um, you can also email Robert at <laughs> Robert Don't you do it. Okay. I, <laughs> email I, us. I had to put something in on the last episode. Put it in? Yeah, you said what my email was. So I had to. People can find my church email. That's easy enough. Bro, I could probably literally find like all of your emails on the internet yeah, right now. Don't need to try. All right. Anyway, hey, I'm gonna stop there. What's our website? What's our website? You didn't even say what our website is. No, no I'm telling you, that's just gonna. They're gonna get up there. <laughs> they're gonna Google simpletheology.org. No. Robert, do is we've had this conversation. <laughs> no. People just Google. Rob's the only person I know who like puts in the whole address. <laughs> He's like HTTP colon backslash backslash. All right. Hey guys, thanks for listening. We greatly appreciate you. And as always, peace. Peace out.